Like it's recording now. So like I was saying, I wasn't um, I wasn't surprised by what happened in the market. I think last last week was somewhere here. This was last Wednesday. If I bring up that indicator to tell me where last week was. Sequential. Yes. This was last week. Yes. This combo 13. Then take you and then dissolve. Yes, that's it. So last week was combo 13. So I was, you know, usually when you have this, uh, when you have this setup, that's a nine candle or a 13 candle, you either get a, a pause in the trend, or you get a pullback, or you get a continuation. That's with the nine. So you can get pause, pullback, or countdown. Yeah. So with the combo 13, it should be maybe a pause or a pullback. But sometimes it can, it can also continue. So what's happened here is, well, the day, this was the Friday, and this was the Monday. So we actually had a pause, but it was a very short pause. It didn't last long. You can see that day, that red candle there. That's a, what do you call that candle? That's a, it's like a hanging man. Is it hanging man or shooting star? Uh, hanging man, yes. That's a hanging man candle. So that's the pause, and then got a continuation. So what I'm initially my my downside target was down to this level. Yeah. And I had a shot there, I was shorting it. So the moment I saw this candle, I just took out the shot. Just removed it. Uh, I had a small loss there. But now I'm buying. I'm buying now because this market has very strong momentum. It's going up. And there's no need to fight it. It's going up. And if you if you look at if you look at all those other indicators, you know last week we looked at all those indicators and all of them said this is this is bullish, you should be buying. Only this one said, Well, there might be a pullback here. And for some reason I prefer to go with this. So the analysis wasn't really wrong. So what we're seeing now is confirmation of those other indicators. If you look at this Ichimoku cloud, you see that price is far above that. Let me close this and do some. Can I make this deeper? Yeah. And this, yeah, like, like that. Can you hear the sound of something, the wind? Yes. Can. You can. Right, let me, let me shut the window. Okay. All right, that's the cloud. 
So this is a clear breakout to the upside. This is all bullish. Above the cloud, you want to be buying, not selling. You don't want to be selling here at all. So what I did is I just covered my short, opened the long position here, and probably write it up. But I still, there's still going to be a pullback very soon because you can't, you can't keep going up indefinitely. It's not, it's not possible. So the question, the question now is, how far is this going to rise, and how how low will it fall when it pulls back? That's you can you cannot figure that out with the Chimoku, so this doesn't help. Yeah. You cannot. Well, TD sequential should tell you when that trend will reach exhaustion and that's what this is saying here this combo 13 is saying okay this trend has reached exhaustion that trend is from this one candle that's this one this is the start of that trend okay you see this one trend here okay that's the nine so you start counting no 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 that's how you can hear one all the way to nine and then underneath you see another countdown so this countdown began on the 17th of april yeah. the same day the nine setup was complete so this trend is the one you see up to here okay. so that countdown is complete so we should have exhaustion here You have a pause, pull back, and the start of another trend. So we got to pause, just a very slight. Now, another trend has begun. You can see, we have another count beginning from here. One, two, three, four, five, six. So in how many days time? That's seven, eight, nine. In three days time, we will probably have another cell setup. That's a nine candle. The count another countdown has begun from here. Maybe not this. So we have another sequential countdown beginning on 29th of May. Okay. Yeah. So that one is counting down again. So that means uh, eight more days well it could be more than eight days because the countdown doesn't have to be consecutive that's the difference between the nine candle and the 13 candle, and the 13 candle okay. yeah the nine has to be consecutive like this one starting on the 8th of 18th of may one two three four five six seven eight nine the 13 countdown you can see we had six here seven here so these Four candles did not meet the condition. Yep. So the countdown will pause, and then when the condition is met, it continues. So we have eight, nine, ten, and then another pause, 11, 12, 13. 
and then another countdown begins. So somewhere, somewhere around, I don't really know, you can't really predict, but some, somewhere here. Since you have maybe a pullback or some sort of consolidation. Mm. Always, it's always difficult to do. But this, this indicator allows you to do that. Ichimoku doesn't allow you to do that. Another way you can view this is to, is to use wave analysis. So if I use wave analysis, are you familiar with uh, Dow theory? You know Dow Jones? Okay. Yeah, Dow Jones. Yeah, Dow Jones is the name of two people, Charles Dow and Edward Jones. This is back in the 1930s. So Dow theory. Um, Charles Dow was trying to describe what an uptrend looks like. So, so this is his theory. You have a major sell-off like we had here. Yeah. This one, that coronavirus sell-off. So you have a sell-off and then you get to a bottom. And then from the bottom, you can have an uptrend. So the uptrend will look like this. Go up pull back, go up, pull back, go up. So, I, so around here is the sell-off. So when it sells off, every economic indicator looks bad, there's a virus, there's a pandemic, people are yeah. selling, sell, 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 sell down to the bottom. And then when you get to the bottom, the large institutional investors begin to see certain signs. I don't know what they see. Maybe they listen to the, uh, the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell comes in and says, okay, we're gonna start, uh, start creating all these government programs to support the market. So that's the sign. So those large investors, they start buying. Retail investors are still scared. So they buy and buy and buy. All the economic indicators are still terrible. Okay, market is still uh, the all the fundamentals are still bad. So these guys start buying, and because they are large investors, price begins to go up. And then you hear all the analysts saying, "Oh, it's a bear market rally. It's going to come back down." You know, all all the, exactly what we just experienced. You know. It's Say, oh, the virus is still out there. There's going to be a second wave. And then, just like they're analyzing and all the things are saying, you get to this point and then it comes down. Okay? So when it comes down here, people who missed out on this first leg, they become very confident. So they begin to buy the deep. This is the deep. So they begin to join in. All the... Uh, all the retail, or the, the uh, what do you call them? Let's say medium sized investors, uh, people who manage funds for 
um, maybe clients, they start buying, a lot of people jump in here. And then you begin to get some positive uh, analysis from the media, from public. So some people are convinced here that, okay, the bear market is over. Now we are in the recovery. The recovery is for real. And then it goes up to a certain point and then there's a pullback. And all those who missed out on the first leg, the second leg, they don't want to miss out on this third leg. So they all jump in. And it goes all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. So this could be probably a new all-time high. You know, we go past where we were when it sold off during the sell-off. But that could be a new all-time high. Everybody, when you get to this stage, everybody's talking about the market. In fact, people are talking about maybe the greatest economy ever, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. So according to Dow, Charles Dow, this first leg here is the accumulation phase. Okay. So accumulation is buying. That's where the large investors, people who listen to Jerome Powell on 60 Minutes, the people who look at the signs, is the federal government going to save the market? If they jump in there. This second leg is the public participation phase. The entire public jumps in. So this leg is very, very volatile. And the, the acceleration is very fast. Just goes up. Against all, you still have negative news here, negative um, environmental uh, fundamental factors, but people just keep buying. And then this phase here is the distribution phase. So the large investors who began the recovery here, they have ridden this trend all the way to the top and they start selling here. Okay, so this is where a lot of people jumped in. People who don't know anything about investing, trading, they all jumped in here. So, wow, we have recovered, new all-time high. They jump in here, and before they know what, these guys take profit, and it things crashes down. So, so that's the psychology of the market. Yes. So that's that's Dow theory. So Dow theory says an uptrend is a series of higher highs. So we have one high here, another high, and another high. Higher highs and higher lows. There's a low. This next low is higher than the previous low. Yeah, that's Dow theory. Now, if you look at this, but after Charles Dow came up with that theory, then there was a guy called Elliot. He was ahead of Elliot Waves. Yeah. So Elliot took this Dow theory. I think Elliot came after Charles Dow. And he said, all right. The market is made up of waves. You have an impulsive wave and a corrective wave. So the impulsive wave consists of five waves. We have wave one, wave two, wave three, wave four, and five. So one, two, three, four, five. And then this is the impulse. After the impulse, you have a correction. Mm. So that correction will be wave A, 
B, C. And then you have the next impulse off like that. Okay. A lot of people criticize Elliott waves because it has some rules. The rules are very strict, but it doesn't answer some questions. Mm. If you have three Elliott wave practitioners, you can get six opinions on the market because it's, it's not well defined and it's very subjective. So the guy who created this indicator is TD Sequential. He now tried to solve the problem of Elliott waves. He called it TD waves. Is Thomas Demar, so TV is his initial. So that's the one I tend to use because it's very specific. It gives you guys on how many tangles you should have to form one, one, uh, one wave, conditions for that wave to end, conditions for the next wave to begin. So it's very, very clear and specific. That's what I tend to use. And it also helps you um, make projections of where each phase will end and where each phase will begin. It's very straightforward. There's no room for, well, there's a little bit of subjectivity but compared to Elliott waves. It's not as subjective. So Elliott wave is far more popular. I wish there was a better way to just select yeah. all of them. Yeah, just... And, yeah, like, and delete. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is the last one. Okay. And, yeah. Right, so this, this guy's, this guy, Thomas Demac, he has so many indicators, there's so many, but I, I like two of them. I like the TD sequential and the TD wave. Okay. So for, for his TD D wave, he says an uptrend begins, well, the condition for an uptrend is a downtrend of 21 candles, okay? So 21 candles with the last candle having a low, lower than all the previous 21 candles. So if I pick this candle, this one here, that's the candle on the 23rd of March. So if I count one, instead of counting, I'll just use this tool. I go all the way back up to up to here, I have 21 candles. And that's a clear downtrend, and this candle has the lowest close. So I have the conditions for an option. Then he says the first wave should be. It's crazy how we got all these numbers, but he's a smart guy, so there's <laughs> no need to dispute what he said said the first wave should be 13 candles long and the high close of the 13 candles should be higher than 
the high close of all previous candles. Okay. So count 13. This is useful in a way, okay? You don't have to follow everything rigidly, but it's a good way to, to view the market. Okay. If I look at 13 candles, 13 candles and here. So that should be wave one. Now wave two must have a low close that will have eight candles. And the eight candle must have a low close lower than all previous candles. Okay. So you count from here, you count, you count eight candles from here. You count eight candles. You see that the low close of this candle is not lower than all previous candles. Yep. So this cannot be wave two. Mm. So after you counted eight candles, price now moved above the high of wave one. Wave one. So wave two cannot be here. So wave one has to extend up to this point. Are you getting this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so our wave one has to extend up to this and this. Now, if this is our wave one, wave two should be eight candles long and the eighth candle should have a low close lower than all previous eight candles. So they count eight candles from this one. This is my eighth candle. But it's not lower than this previous one. So if I look at the next candle, this one meets that condition. That's this candle. Yeah. So I have to extend wave two up to this point. So I have wave one, I have wave two. Now the conditions for wave three to begin have been met. Okay, so this is wave. Three. Now wave three should have 21 candles and the high close of the 21st candle should be higher than the close, the high close of all previous candles. So if I count the number of candles here, we only have 16. So we are still in wave three. That's what that means. Now let me draw this. Wave one began here, ends here. Wave two begins on that candle. And it ends here. Wave three begins here, and it's currently ongoing. So if you use what I just explained in Dow theory, you see that you're getting some sense of what is going on, right? That's correct. Yeah, it's making sense, isn't it? Yes, it is. So this is the accumulation phase. Mm. A lot of people were scared to buy here. You will, you will Absolutely. That. Yeah, people were scared. I was, I was still thinking, wow, no, the virus is still out there. But yes, I was scared. Down. I remember when you dropped the message that this is the right time. Like, 
I looked at that message then and I was like, mm, this virus is still out there. I would never know <laughs> that it's secret to spread to go. Like, you might have to collapse. That's exactly what most people were thinking. Yeah. The virus is still out there. People are still dying. The economy is still shut down. What are you talking about? It's dangerous to buy. But some, but this was the day the Fed began to support the market. Yeah, I think when they lower interest rates, I know. Yes. yes. I, have, I have actually forgotten the cut interest rates. So the cut interest rates, they yeah. began all these, is it PPP program? I can't remember the name. Exactly, all these two packages and all, the, all of those. Some, some big investors, some large institutional traders saw all those signs from the Fed and they were convinced to buy, it's safe to buy. So they are the ones who move the market up and then wait to a pullback because the market never goes up in a straight line. So we have mm. a pullback and then some people who were a bit bold, they said, all right, I missed out on this first leg. I'm not going to miss out on the second leg, right? So they jump in. A lot of people, even on Ito, will jump in. This is wave three. So wave three, as a trend follower, there are three things you want to know. You want to know, number one, in what direction is the market moving? Okay, that's the first thing you want to know. Number two, when will it get where it's going? And number three, when will it reverse? Those are the things you want to know. So with Ichimoku indicator, you know the direction it's moving. You can tell without Ichimoku, but it just makes it very visual. Right, the moment we broke above this cloud, you know, right, we're in bullish territory now. Buyers are dominant, so the direction is up. With wave analysis, specifically this wave analysis, you can carry out projections that will give you an idea of where, when this wave will end. It doesn't have to be accurate, it's just something to, to you know, plan with. So the way you project for wave three is you will take, you will take the high, no, the low close of wave one and the high close of wave one. You take the difference, let me see, let me use my calculator. So the low, the high close of wave one, that's this candle is, I see up here. Yeah. That is, Two nine six five minus the low close of wave one two four four eight. You multiply that by one point six one eight. Where's that number from? I think it has something to do with Fibonacci sequence. Okay, okay, okay. It has something to do with Fibonacci sequence. And then you add 
the answer from that to the low flow of wave one plus two four four eight. So that gives you three two eight four. That's somewhere here. So if I take this incline and I look for three two eight four, that is here. Now, it doesn't have to be accurate. There's no way to know if it's going to be accurate. Absolutely. But at least this is something to plan with. So, wave one accumulation, and you have a pullback, that's your wave two. Wave three is what we're currently in. That's the public participation phase. Everybody's in now. So, let's say I take this candle. Is a way to project the ghost candles or what do you call it? Hold on. I think it's this. I don't know how to use it, but you can project using the same trend. Okay. Right. We got it right there. Okay. Mm. So, oh, I don't know how to use it. Let me try again. So you use you, you pick a section of the trend and you try to project it forward. Something like that. Okay. I'm not good. Oh. I lost. No, it's there. I have to mute that. Okay. Right. So let's say we have one, two, three, four, maybe a week or two weeks to get to three, two, eight, four. Mm. And if you Remember from TV sequential, we have begun a new setup. Now we're currently on candle six of nine. So we have three more candles to get to a nine cell setup. If you use the countdown, we're currently on candle five of 13. So this one is not consecutive. It will be a break in between. So we might exceed this this level, we might go back before that level, we might get there and just blast through, you know, just go all the way up. So you never know where, when you're going to, you never know where you're going and when you're going to get there. Okay, but there is one very good way to, to, to know when this Phase is going to come to an end, and that's using the arrow sign. So for me, I prefer to use the RMI. Okay, the RMI is the relative momentum index. It's, okay. it's almost the same as the RSI. RSI is strength. RMI is momentum. Momentum. But if you use the RSI, it's the same thing. It's almost the same, but this has a slight benefit over the RSI. 
mistake. One should look out for it when you are in phase three. Phase three is usually very strong. The trend, and see, look at the trend in phase three. You see how straight it is. Yep. hardly any pullback. In in wave one, you have an up, down, up, down trend. Wave three is just very strong and momentum is really high, just keeps blasting through support and resistance. So you don't, even if you get a sell setup with TV sequential in phase three, you don't really want to sell. It's dangerous because this trend is really very strong. So what do you do? You use the RSI and you watch. So right now it's in over overbought condition. Now the difference between the RMI and the RSI is the, the RSI can be in overbought conditions and then even though price is still trending upwards, the RSI can trend downwards and then go back up. Okay. But with the RMI, as long as that momentum is still there, it will maintain its position above 70. If you look at this, it tends to stay in overbought conditions unless it's a very strong beat. So all through this, this rally here, you see it just stay green. And you can compare with this trend. If you look at this strong momentum. It tries to stay above overbought conditions. The RSI would have gone down and then come back up. So what you watch for here is you watch the RMI when you're in wave three. The RMI should not fall below. It can turn downwards. That indicates the a slowdown in momentum. Okay. Now that could be a pullback, but as long as the RMI does not fall below 40, okay. it means we're still in an uptrend. Usually it falls around 60 and then goes back up. But in some extreme cases, it will fall down to 40. So you want to watch to make sure it doesn't fall below 40. Once it falls below 40, then maybe we are reversing. That's a reversal. It could be the start of a downtrend. But as long as it's above 40, then we are still in this uptrend. So you might see that wave three could look like that with a very gentle slope. As long as it's as long as the RMI doesn't fall below 40, yes. just maintain your position. So that's how to trade with this uh, wave analysis. So you combine wave analysis with RMI and you can use the TV sequential to complement it. So if you get a, if you get to a situation where the RMI turns downwards, at a point where you have a nine setup or a combo 13 self setup, then you know that, okay, this could be the pullback. And then you can, I don't really like shorting, but 
there's no point shorting when you know the overall trend is going upward. Going up at the end of the yeah, the overall trend will take yeah. off. Your whole plan is to buy and ride the wave all the way to the top. So why would you sell or short small small dips like this? Look at this from A to B. There's no point. Doesn't doesn't make sense. Yeah. So what you can do is just get to A. When you get to that level, you want to take some profit, take some, it pulls back, buy here, again, yeah. keep, keep riding the trend. So at some point, it's going to be a pullback. That will be wave four, and then wave five. And then you have some correction, A, B, C. Nobody knows how severe that correction will be. And then next wave up. It's easy to know that because the, the index is always in an uptrend. Look at that. This is the weekly. Overall. So, yeah. The overall trend is like that. <laughs> yeah, this is 2009. You can even go beyond. Yeah, I was listening to somebody, somebody that was running commentary. You know, like the stock market always goes up. Like there's no. Like at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's so easy for people to just make money on it. I was like, yeah, because true. True. like looking at the long run, like the buy and hold, that's what some people do. Yeah, like right, since 2004, there's some massive bear markets like 2008, 2009. That was a serious one, lasted over a year, yeah, but. The resultant direction is to the upside. Mm. That's why it doesn't really make sense to sell here. It's a very small pullback, insignificant. So you just add more to your long positions here. So that's the SP. And another thing, if you if you look at uh, market breadth. That is how how is the market doing in general? Okay, how are the stocks in the market doing? Are they advancing or declining? What's the what's the health of the market using this indicator? Now last week it was all red, but now okay, this was last week. Hmm. Now you can see we're in bullish territory. So you can it's fair to say we're now in a bull market. So this is taking the the number of advances that is stocks with increasing value and the number of declines stocks with decreasing value. So it creates a, an index out of that. You can see we're now in advancing territory overall. That's one way to look at market breadth. You can also look here. Right. This is the percentage of stocks in the S&P 500 that are above the 20-day moving average. That's 92%. Wow. 92% all above the 20-day moving average. 20-day moving average is a very fast moving average. If I open a stock, let me take uh, uh, 
for the Trinity moving average. Moving average. Right. So what this means is 92% of stocks in the S&P are above this trend day moving average. They look like this. This is what they look like. That's crazy. This blue line is a 200-day moving average. The orange is 20-day. I click on this. on this one, 96% of stocks are above the 50-day moving average, 96. And this is the most important one. More than half of all the stocks in the S&P are above the 200-day moving average. So that tells you overall the stock market is, is, is bullish, going up. And if you look at NASDAQ, NASDAQ, we have new all-time highs. Look at that. <laughs> recovery. Look at that. New all-time highs. Wow. See? Look at the weekly chart. <laughs> weekly chart is giving you a sell setup. Mm. Yeah. So what it means is we might get a pause or a pullback. Or a countdown to 13. So there are three possibilities there. It doesn't doesn't necessarily mean sell. It's not a perfect nine anyway. But it is a perfect nine, but I wouldn't sell this. I wouldn't sell this. So that's the weekly and we see SPX. Well, SPX is still on candle three. So I think it's it's bullish now, bull market. It's obvious. Okay. Bull. It should be buying. Yeah. You're buying. Should be selling. Yeah. And very soon, we're going to get to wave five, which is going to get even crazier. So we're still in wave three. It's going to be a pullback, and then people will just jump in. By the time, by the time we get to wave five. The media, all the pundits, the analysts, everybody will say, no, this is the greatest stock market in modern times. Everybody buy. And that's when these guys who jumped in initially will take profit. Yeah. That would be, well, considering the fact that we're here right now. Since we're here now, with five to take us to New York Times. So man, the euphoria, the, the enthusiasm will be so much. People will be excited. Bye. So that's a good time to be in the market. Right, it's better to be in before that phase. That's SPX. And if you another thing you can look at is look at bonds, DLT. Look at bonds. 
bonds were shown, uh, bonds formed a falling wedge. So this is what bonds look like. So this was a bridge pattern. Usually, this pattern should you know, break out like that. Mm. But that pattern failed, has collapsed, it's falling. Yeah. So, bonds and the stock market should be inversely early. So, this is like confirmation that, all right, stocks are going up. All right, because bond price is going down. So, a, a bullish pattern that fails is a, is a very bearish pattern. So, the fact that this has failed means that this is going down. And that is bullish for this. And look at US dollar. Do you trade forex? No, I don't. I just feel it's too volatile for me. And I don't have that time to be doing all this. Well, try to just focus on the, the uh, assets. I don't trade forex, but I trade the US dollar, this index. Okay. This index. There was a cell set up here. You can see sequential of that same cell set up. I took the cell here. And I sold all the way down here, and then this candle showed up. Buy setup. I just I just covered my short. So that's one way you can use this indicator. Use it as the as a warning system. So what this candle is saying is there could be a pause here with some consolidation, or there could be a pullback, or we get countdown to 13. So that countdown has already begun with this one. But I'm out of this one. Bitcoin. Try to do wave analysis on Bitcoin. Can you believe this entire movie is wave one? Yeah, it's, it's all wave one. Are you serious? I'm telling you, man. So that is scary in one way because it could mean there's going to be wave two starting soon. So there could be a pullback. And how how deep is that pullback going to be? You never know. You never know. So maybe there's really nothing to. It's not much information from TV sequential right now. You can see there's no trend. It's, yeah, you can't, no, you can't even get a nine candle. There's really no trend. Okay. So. If I draw, let me see Ichimoku. Well, Ichimoku says price is still above the candle, so this is still in bullish territory. But it's a no trade territory. You can see whenever you see the conversion line at the blue, 
the baseline as the red, the lagging span as the green, all running into price. Tells you there's no trend. That's a consolidation. That's what that means. Mm. There's no trend here, but the bias is still to the upside because we're above the cloud. So with this, it's better to just use normal price action. Just study the chart without any indicators. And this looks like a parallel channel. So from here, All the way up here. But this is where we were last week. Exactly. Yeah, this is what it looked like last week. The price is bouncing inside this channel. Now, the thing to note here is we want to know if this is a, is a true resistance level. By the way, resistance is not a line, it's a zone. So this could very much be a zone of this. Okay, that could be the resistance zone, who knows? Yeah, so when price, when the bulls try to break out and they close for the day here, if it's a true resistance level, there has to be the presence of you know, sellers at that level. So the next day you want to see selling action. And that's exactly what we got here. So look at this candle. Bulls tried to break out. Next day, the sellers came in and they sold it down and they were relentless, sold it all the way down in four candles. Okay, so the bulls who missed out in the first the first instance, they jumped in and tried to sell it off. In three candles, it got to the top. Selling pressure pushed it down. Next day, sellers sold it down. And you have that repeating itself. And then on this candle, that's 1st of June, buying pressure was so, so strong, it actually broke out. Next day, sellers <laughs> sold it down. So you know that okay, there are buyers and sellers at this level. That is yeah. the confirmation. This is a level that needs to be, that is being defended. Sellers, but eventually, if you look at if you look at this, um, use Ichimoku. You know, equilibrium price is above equilibrium, and the bias is to the upside. Okay, because we're above the cloud. And if you look at it from the weekly chart, okay. Here we have an impulse, then we have a correction. Now we have an impulse, we have a correction. So the next move should be an impulse. It doesn't have to be, but that should be the next level this thing. So the weekly chart gives you a larger uh, zoomed, is it zoomed in or zoomed out view? Yeah, yeah. 
that this should result to the upside. Yeah, it gives you like the long time. And if you like chart patterns, this is a it's called a descending broadening wedge. A lot of people don't like chart patterns. But <laughs> when you have so many different styles of analysis, all having the same bias, all pointing to the upside, then it's something worth making. So this is a descending burden there. And if you go to Bukowski's Encyclopedia, That's a, that pattern is this. So it's a descending broadening wedge. And what am I looking for here? So it could be a reversal or a continuation. But the chart pattern acts as a reversal of the prevailing trend, okay? Reversal of the prevailing trend. So this is the prevailing trend right now. This is the trend. So this pattern acts as a reversal, goes back up. That's what this, this, this guy is saying. It really breaks out up. And it tells you how you can trade it. This is an example. So that's on the weekly chart. Okay. And so you know from the weekly that okay, it looks like overall we're breaking out upwards. And then you go to the daily and you see that we're at the top of that wedge and price action is you know squeezing into a channel. Okay. So it makes sense to expect breakout upwards. And again, you can apply that same principle I showed, I talked about in, in waves. If you want to know when this trend will reverse and become a downtrend, you just pull up. You the momentum index. Yeah. So right now we're in an uptrend, but price is consolidating into a red trend. So as long as the RMI is above 40, you should have some confidence that okay, we're still in this uptrend. This is the uptrend. So once this RMI gets down below 40, then it means maybe we have begun a downtrend. So that's the that's the proper way to use the RSI. If you use the RSI for overbought and oversold, you'll end up buying at oversold conditions and then price will go lower. It happens a lot. That's the wrong way to use it. So the proper way to use it is, right, is this 
uptrend still valid as long as we're above 40 still valid if it's a downtrend we want to stay above or below 60 yeah below 60. if we now go above 60 then maybe an uptrend is that's how you use it okay do you trade any stocks um I was looking at Facebook. Facebook. I haven't looked at Facebook in a long time. <laughs> Facebook. Facebook is doing some interesting. Wow, look at that. Mm -hmm. New all time highs. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> My goodness. That was on the 26th of May. That's even a long time ago. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not quite long. Yeah, that was last week. When they made that their yeah, recent acquisition. What did they buy? Um, the stove in India. India? Yeah, they recently acquired a stake in Mount Holmes. Hold on, let me check. Let me check Facebook. Facebook. FB. Use that word. Facebook, um, yeah, this, what, what this was a recent talking of last month. Oh, last month in yeah, May. During yeah. that's where that's how they got that they are recent, like the okay. York. Right, I don't. I only have June here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me see what the analysts are saying. Wow. Out of that's thirty-three, one Out of almost fifty analysts, thirty-three say it's a strong buy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, strong buy. Eight say buy, six say hold. Only two analysts say sell. Yeah. Only two again say sell. That's crazy. People must be buying like crazy. <laughs> let me see. Let me see short interest. Facebook. It's a series short. I don't know which, how much. Wow. There are lots of people short on Facebook. Oh, lots of people short on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Short interest is, well, not a lot, but about 1.1. .1. Hmm. Well, it's pretty, it's pretty much the same amount of short interest over the past okay, okay, so four, four years or five, six, in fact, almost seven years. So it's not really significant. Yeah, it's not, it's not that significant. Yeah. Short interest has been the same for a long time. This is a buy and hold. 
nine cell setup. But this is not a perfect setup because well, the close of the nine and eight are below the close of the seven. So it's not a perfect set. So you should expect a countdown to 13. It's a good buy. Okay. It's a good buy. Very good. Tesla is another popular one. Yeah. <laughs> it's weekly nine. Hmm. See, another thing is when all these popular stocks are all showing bearish signal, it's an indication that maybe this, the S&P is going to you know, pull back. So if you look at the weekly of Facebook, you have a sell setup. Weekly of Tesla, nine candle cell setup. Uh, and look at Apple, combo 13 cell setup, uh, Google, Uh, well, there is a cell set up. No, well, this is a long time ago. That's, Amazon. That's two weeks ago. Amazon, AMZ, right? Two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So you have all these cell setups occurring at a very uh, similar time. Yeah. And you can see on the daily, there's a slowdown in momentum. See that? Yeah. These are warning warning signs. Warning signs. So maybe wave three might come to an end. So you get wave four pullback and then wave five. Tesla has something that looks like a head and shoulders. Looks like it. Some people say you can't have a head and shoulders pattern as a continuation pattern. But that's not really true, is it? Uh, no, it doesn't look nice. That's Tesla. Yeah. Gold is selling off. Yeah, that's obvious. Yeah. So when the stock market goes up, bond price is going down, gold struggles. But with this gold, it is still inside a channel. Hasn't really sold off like that. People are saying, Let's see. the channel. Okay, this is what we have in gold. Doesn't look too bad to me. So, if I was going to trade this, what I would do is or if I was trading the okay, I have I actually have a position in gold. So what I would just do is I would pull up this relative momentum index. 
Now, if you look at this momentum index, you see it's turning downwards, and right now it is at 42. 42. So this trend could be over. If it crosses below 40, which is probably Monday or Tuesday, it crosses, that will be the breakdown of this channel. Okay. So that is the RSI confirming that, okay, your position, is, your, your buy position is in danger. So that's how I use the RSI. Right now, this is 42.8. It crosses below 40. I just close the position. Close it. I don't need to wait till it gets to over so. Let's go. I'm sure silver will look similar. XAG, USD. Uh, silver, wow, I can apply wave analysis to this. I do that. All right, so we have at least 21 candles here. And already tell. That's more than 21. So this is a downtrend. So we have the conditions for the start of an uptrend. Okay. We must have 13 candles. That's more than 13. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, nine, ten, ten. Yes. So that is the highest of the 13 candles. So the high close of this candle is higher than all 13 candles. Okay. Now for wave two, there should be eight candles. With the eight candle having a low close more than the previous candle. Previous candles, yeah. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. But if I continue forward, I get to get to this candle, which is lower than all previous candles. So that's way two there. Yeah. And way three begins here. Way three we have twenty-one candles. This is way three. Right, this is 21 candles. Hmm. So I'm going to draw this. This is wave one. This is wave two. Wave three should have 21 candles. This is 2019, 20, 21. Okay. So, we're still in wave three. We're still in wave three. Okay. We have not met, this is where wave analysis becomes very annoying to people who don't like it. Because mm -hmm. what this means is, right now we're in wave three, but we haven't got from one candle. Yeah. So, if this pullback, now extends below the low of oh. wave two. That means our wave two will now extend from here. Or oh, yeah, that, that's the rule. So a lot of people hate that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what it means. So it has all these rigid conditions that have to be made. So this will be wave one, two, and then when we have a high that is higher than this, and we have some one candles, then we'll go through. 
and this is not Elliot Ray, this is T.D. Ray. Mm. But it is, it is interesting. It's interesting. And again, with this one, you can see this is the RMI. It is still having high momentum. Yeah. It is still in over, okay, we have crossed, we have just crossed over bot conditions. So we still have a long way to go from 70 down to 40. And then once we get to 40, then maybe this has become a downtrend. Well, silver positions are still safe. It's still safe. But overall, you know, I think it might pull, it might go back up. I go back up and then wave three will end. And even do projections. Let me see. Let me see where wave three should end. So I take from 19th of March the low close of that candle, which is. I'm going to start with this. I close this candle 15.7. So that's 15.7 minus this 12.1. And multiply that by 1.618, add 12.1. Well, the projection says 17.9. So 17.9 is somewhere. We have crossed it already. Yeah, we've crossed that. Wow, across 17.9. Yeah. Yeah, around there. Somewhere here. Yeah. Well, we have to see how it goes. Yeah. But it makes the best thing to do is keep watching price because projections don't mean anything if price is doing something else. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, price is more important. So keep watching this. Well, it looks like. If we get that pullback in the S&P stock market, gold and silver might go back up. Yeah, go back up, yeah. So that means, this is all speculation. So it's possible we have this, and then we go back up, and then we complete wave three. Of course, the S&P will continue its uptrend, so maybe this will now go in for wave four. Mm. So this is this is why this is interesting. It gives it, ha it helps you create a picture of what might happen, even though it might never happen. Yeah. But at least you just have a picture in your mind to work. Yeah, you just see that pattern. Yes, pattern to work. With. All right. That's what I'm looking for for next week. It's been a, it's been a good one. Yes. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you very much. So we'll keep looking. All yeah, right. we'll, we'll see how it goes next week. Yeah, how it goes. <laughs> next week will be interesting. Yeah, next week will be interesting. I might, I, 
got some new position in the S&P this last past week. I want to buy, but I bought some small long positions. I'm, I'm waiting for a pullback that might never come. You know? oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, I'm already in, but it's just that it's not it's not much. It's just something small. Yeah, I have a small one too, and it's already possible. I don't know. I hope it's not too late. I'm hoping to get in again, like get some more next week. Well, if we are if we are in phase. Wave three, it's not too late. Mm. And wave three hasn't ended. Yeah. And it doesn't even look close to ending. Mm. Okay, because we are far from RMI of 40. So it's not too late. Not too late. Yeah, I'm already in. I'm tempted to add more next week. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so as well. Yeah, that's, that's, I'll just wait and see what next week looks like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so thank you. Right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have a great right. week. All right, you too.